This is exactly right. Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Here you are. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're on your way to work. You're, I don't know, speeding down the freeway. The volume's medium level. You're turning it up. You're turning it up. Pressing the gas. The car's going faster and faster. You've just passed your workplace. You're not going back. It's in the rear view. Your boss is calling. It's just you and me at this point. What if, what's happening? I, I've eaten a piece of chicken out of the fridge this morning. I, physically, I'm in a very strange place. I was so hungry. It's, not, it's only 11 a.m. as we're recording this. But uh, let's get into the podcast. I love today's guest. I think today's guest is just tremendous. It's Jeff Hiller. Jeff, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Well, thank you for having me, Bridger. It's nice to be here. How are you? Well, I'm okay. Uh... You know, what's funny is I'm in New York, so it's 2 p.m. here, and I just ate yogurt out of the fridge. Oh, no. So you'd think we would be the opposite. It's just so reverse. I know. <laughs> what kind Our of personalities are fun. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of yogurt did you have? Oh, my God. I don't want to brag, but my husband makes his own yogurt. You're kidding. How often? At least weekly. It's a big thing. The only way I've seen a homemade yogurt get made was there was a Shark Tank convention that seemed extremely dangerous <laughs> where you kind of just put a like a wire into a jug of milk and it like electrified the milk until it became yogurt or something, which didn't uh, make sense to me uh, health-wise. How is he making it? Yeah, that, that doesn't that sound good. And it's different than that. <laughs> he makes it where he's like, it couldn't be easier. It's like so complicated. It's like, there's a skillet with water and then there's a pot inside the skillet that he cooks it and then he has to do something with, like that's, he pasteurizes the milk and then he just uses, he got these, what do you call them? You know, like yogurt little creatures. <laughs> like um, the uh, bacteria or whatever. Yeah, the bacteria, exactly. And he, and he puts them in, but it's, it, at first he ordered them and they were in this little pack, but then now he's been doing it for so many years that he just uses the yogurt from the previous batch to whatever. So it's kind of like, um, you know, like a sourdough starter, which right. he also has. <laughs> kind of like sea monkeys or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like dirty sea monkeys. <laughs> How long does eat. it take for the yogurt to be made? Well, then it sits on a shelf for at least a day. I'm going to say 12 hours, but that's, I'm not going to lie. I'm, that's a guess. I don't really know that for a fact. <laughs> and <laughs> then it goes to the like fridge? Yeah, and then it goes in the fridge. Uh-huh. How did he figure this out? Was was it like trial and error? I feel like 
Mm-hmm. That's not just something you know how to do, but it's also no. such a dangerous thing to make. <laughs> it is. It is, especially since like there's just milk on top of our fridge for like <laughs> days at a time. Um, you know, his his good friend from college is uh, sort of an expert on fermentation. Oh, so I think it had to do with him. <laughs> You've got to know somebody. I guess <laughs> to get into well, the yogurt books. biz. He writes books, so you could just get his book too. <laughs> <laughs> and does it do you smell the yogurt? Does your whole apartment smell like yogurt? No, the yogurt's not too bad. The sourdough bread sometimes does smell. The starter, not the bread. The bread smells good when it's baked. Right. But this but then he, he makes um um this thing called kitchery and it smells really bad. What is kitchery? It's like an Ayurvedic sort of mushy food. What? <laughs> this, I don't is, need it. this is not doing a good job of describing. I cannot visualize. <laughs> the word doesn't tell me anything about what it looks like. It's a mushy food. Yeah, it's like you take mung beans and <laughs> and some sort of a grain, you know, an ancient one. Right. And of course. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like beans and rice but mushier. And is this uh, like a breakfast food or when are you eating kitchery? Well, I'm never eating it. But <laughs> is my it gross? Husband, I think it tastes gross. I don't like the texture and I don't like the smell. My husband <laughs> likes it as like, a, you know, busy lunch food. I just bring it with me to school or whatever. Uh, right. Kitchery. Do you, do you know how to spell kitchery? Mm, K-I... No, I don't. <laughs> I wow! I, I've never heard of that food. I'm so fascinated by a new type of mushy food. You're, I mean, there's so much going on in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Like cut to me, like microwaving Trader Joe's macaroni and cheese. You know. <laughs> um, and is yogurt kind of a daily snack for you? I feel like when you're making that much yogurt, you've got to just be eating it nonstop. <laughs> I don't eat it daily. But I do eat it frequently. I uh, had to take antibiotics because I had um, what was a very young, very sexy case of diverticulitis. And <laughs> so I'm trying to build up my <laughs> my gut. Biome. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> antibiotics uh, really can devastate you. They really can, yeah. Just lay yeah. waste to your entire body. But yeah. Know. Lay waste to your waist, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is your diet plan. <laughs> Just abusing antibiotics. <laughs> Mother's helpers or whatever. <laughs> um, what else is going on in your life outside of eat- eating yogurt and antibiotics? Well, um... It's raining here. Oh, you know what? I just got new wallpaper. Oh, you're kidding. Can I see it? Yeah. Can you? Oh, from here, it looks beautiful. Well, the the closet door is open. How embarrassing. But yes, (laughs) it is beautiful. It's very 70s, sort of called mustachio. It's from Flavor Paper. It's beautiful. Flavor Paper? (laughs) Is that a wallpaper website? It is. It is. It's It's an artisanal. (laughs) <laughs> Brooklyn oh, all, wallpaper maker. <laughs> well, from what I see, Flavor Paper does an excellent job. Did you put it up yourself? Oh, my God. Bridger, who do you think I am? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're someone who eats yogurt made on top of his <laughs> fridge. 
exactly. think that's you that qualifies you for putting up wallpaper. Oh, well, that's a good point. You you would think, but no, that's where my skill set. Well, so first of all, I didn't make the yogurt either. <laughs> that's true. That's very but just to be in proximity of someone who makes homemade yogurt, I feel like just imbues you with a certain set of skills. Yeah, but but my husband doesn't even want to like paint a wall. So um, we're really hiring people out for the home improvement situation. <laughs> That's me. That I mean, the idea of putting up wallpaper is so stressful. I know. And this isn't even like peel and stick. But even that I couldn't do because I would. I can't line things up. No. God. <laughs> Spatially, all of that sort of thing, I just fall so short. I, I can't imagine putting up something permanent. And then I know that it's going to be slightly off. And then I, I'm also someone who will live with it. And so <laughs> then it's just, I'll never fix it. Exactly. And so you had somebody, that seems like a fairly small part of the room. So someone came in, how long did that take somebody? I feel like a professional, that takes 20 minutes. That only took about two hours, but okay. there are three walls. You just oh, okay. I can't show you all of them. You chose yes. not to show me two of the three walls. <laughs> I have a. I had have to pick up the computer and the microphone and the. You know, it's, it's a very much. private thing for you. I understand. <laughs> yeah. We all this need is, to keep our secrets. This is my sanctuary. I will not invite <laughs> anyone into it. <laughs> um, what drove you to the wallpaper? You just felt like you needed a change. Yeah, yeah, we did. We were like, um, see, we. Oh, we also got it on this wall. Um, <laughs> It's a little more subtle. Oh, I really like that. That's, uh, I mean, over Zoom, it's very subtle, but yes. it's almost like a, a secret. <laughs> it's like the walls winking. <laughs> My walls are clothed. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to have, um, I, I did want to have, a, it, it was sort of a, because, you know, was, I'm on a TV show and I wanted to like do something to sort of commemorate it and, you know, I'm not on a Marvel TV show, so I couldn't buy a new apartment. So <laughs> couldn't buy okay. a, your own island. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, it's a Duplass Brothers show in the end. So I got wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, and I rarely say this about any television. Somebody <laughs> somewhere is so good, Thank and you. most of TV is so bad. But, uh, and I don't, don't even usually want to... TV. Aren't you a TV creator? Yes. And I think TV's <laughs> generally terrible. Trash. So it's like it's such trash. a... Sh it's bad. It's very... Television, for the most part, is bad. Uh, and maybe getting worse. But so it's yeah. such a shock when I turn on a show and I'm not like screaming about how mad I am at the show. And like usually when I have a guest on this, uh, well, we've had, you know... I should be careful about what I'm saying, but uh, I'm like, oh, Jeff is in a show that I genuinely adore. People need to go watch somebody somewhere. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. I like it. <laughs> uh, where do you where do you guys shoot that show? We shoot it in the like rural suburbs of Chicago, and it, you oh, know, it takes place in Kansas. Right? But there's not there aren't film crews in Kansas, I guess. Uh, and there's probably some I don't know some tax thing. Or, of course, who knows. <laughs> um, and are you guys um, getting ready to go shoot the next season or is that down the line? No, we are. Yeah, I think in maybe two months. Oh, that's going back. very soon. Yes. Yeah, they have to like, they're all like, we have to write the scripts. I'm like, well, well I don't. No, I'm Where ready. Go? <laughs> I'm ready. Put my makeup I'm sorry. On. I'm on my way. 
Um, while you guys are shooting, are you uh, living in Chicago or are you living in this in the area where you shoot? We lived in the area where we shot for the first season. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do for season two, um, but we I lived in an, uh, a... It was sort of like um, a less furnished like one of these mansions you would see like on The Real Housewives, like very like, uh-huh. we were built in 2000. Like, <laughs> it's like, new, but 20 years old, you know? <laughs> and it had like this double staircase and stuff. And I lived there with Bridget Everett, who plays Sam on the show, and Murray Hill, who plays Frederick Coco. <laughs> but it was like so its own big. show. I know, but it was so big. We all had our own bathrooms and bedrooms, obviously. And we also all had our own kitchen. <laughs> Whoa, that's a huge house. What? I know. I know. Well, Murray's was sort of a kitchenette. He lived in like what I guess was maybe supposed to be like servants' quarters or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the main kitchen that was Bridget's. And then there was also, and I don't know why this is, but there was a full kitchen in the basement. And I was like, I'll take the basement kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how fascinating. And did the production provide this bizarre house or did you guys find it? And Bridget found it um, on a little website called Airbnb. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but we have access to it. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of websites. Yeah, exactly. We have internet. <laughs> one, time, one time when I was like of filming this web series, the producer came and was like, I just want to announce to everyone that this this series will be shown on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, what? I've Why gained access. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> it's just such a red flag for any other show. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what year was that? Uh, this is a long time ago. It was even before like YouTube premium and all that business. It was uh, right. just like, I think it was like when YouTube was in its nascency. I think it was like 2005 or something. This is the fourth video uploaded to YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb Um, web series. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, speaking of housewives, are you a big watcher of the housewives? No, I I used to watch them, but no. But mainly just (laughs) because I only have streaming and I don't know how to get Bravo without just like buying Right. No wanna, one wants. To I don't want to pay for out Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. What if it sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I totally do that for Drag Race. So I guess I'm. I'm a I mean, I don't know. <laughs> as a Salt Lake City watcher, I can absolutely uh-huh. say it's worth all the money in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, take out a second mortgage. Do whatever it takes. Perfect television. It feels like there's a lot of scandals coming out of Salt Lake City. A lot. <laughs> yes. These, I feel like... They're bad women. <laughs> they're just... They're, I mean, at least one of them has truly ruined lives all across the country. Oh, right. Like old people, right? She, yes. Jen oh, Shaw. That's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, I guess for legal re- reasons, we have to say that she's been uh, accused, yes, accused of ruining lives all over the country. <laughs> but uh, when you fall into that, uh, the world of being accused of ruining lives, I feel like... You're probably not not on the straight and narrow. Well, I did an episode of Watch What Happens Live where I was the bartender. Oh, I and, think I saw that episode. Oh, did you? So the, they had one of the housewives on from Salt Lake City, and um, I forget which one she was. 
But uh, one of her friends said she had slept with every man in New York. Oh, yes. Uh, Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks. And and I was like, whoa, that is edgy. I can't believe she said that. That must be like the big scandal. And Bridget, who faithfully watches the show, was like, that's not even in the top 10. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, people have been arrested. People are fired because it turns out they love Trump and like tweeted racist stuff. I was like, what? (laughs) shocking (laughs) yeah every episode there's a huge revelation did you interact with meredith at all a little bit i don't she did uh she did not seem interested in um taking in my humanity (laughs) (laughs) feels like her vibe yeah i mean legit she was the star of that moment you know what i mean like it was all about something. Like, I think their reunion was just about to happen or something. So, like, they barely even talked anything about the sh- about my show. They just talked about Salt Lake. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I was, like, actually <laughs> drinking, you know, at the bar. I was like, oh, okay, not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always curious about the bartender on that show. I'm like, feels like an awkward position to be in, regardless of who you are or who the other two guests are. Kind of just... Your position is to lurk. <laughs> and, you know, you don't sit, so you're just standing. I've done it twice now. And you're you're just sort of standing. And But the first time I did it, Brooke Shields was on, and she recognized me from something and called it out and invited me into the conversation. And oh, so my God. I think Brooke Shields is the best human being in the world. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I love What that. a beautiful thing to do. <laughs> and Brooke Shields... Yeah, is extremely famous, certainly more so than Meredith Marks. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't like Meredith Marks was mean. She just was like, she needed to like make sure that she was looking okay. And that was her priority. <laughs> Does that make sense? And she I also, like, I do believe that episode kind of uh, uh, took fi- caught fire online because I guess her face was looking different than usual or something. People were right, now, see, I hadn't seen her face previously, so I was like, I guess this is how this woman looks. But then I had several friends be like, what did her face look like in person? And I was like, oh, it kind of looked like what it did on screen. <laughs> it wasn't that different. <laughs> the thing about any of those housewife shows is like, anytime they're in a new location or they're being interviewed, they look completely different face-wise. Their faces are all over the place. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, if we want to get into you know, the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) These women are told that their their value is in, you know, their dress that they're wearing and how their hair is falling. And so, you know, she was, I think she was super concerned that she didn't want to look bad on, you know, the after, or whatever, this Watch What Happens Live. And consequently, probably did a little work and then people ripped her to shreds for that. Yes, and they probably would have ripped her to shreds if she had. It didn't matter if the internet was ready to scream. They were ready to scream about any face she had. <laughs> exactly, all of them. There's no. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, that's uh, so. Yeah, that was my other question about the bartender. I'm always curious as if that's actual liquor. Yeah, it totally is. Shocking, it's, right? It's not just iced tea. No, no. They ask you what drink you want. And both times I like, I was like, I'm going to order a drink that's sort of like the show that I'm promoting. And nobody ever asked me about the drink. And so they don't even know. 
<laughs> well, at least I, I appreciate that effort. Thank you. Um, well, look, I could talk about the housewives for the rest of the day with you, but there's something else I need to address. Um, you you agreed to be on my podcast. I said no gifts a few weeks ago. I was so excited. As I mentioned, I adore somebody somewhere. I've loved all the other things you've done, little parts here and there, Kimmy Schmidt, this sort of thing. And uh, so I was very excited uh, that you were going to be on. And I thought we we're going to have a great time. We'll, you know, record an hour or so of audio of us just chit-chatting and move on. And so I was a little surprised when uh, a week or so ago, uh, a package arrived for me. And did it come? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm now holding in my hands kind of a bag that says, thank you in a variety oh, of languages. So many languages. <laughs> yes. Armand so- Asante. His last name means thank you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of uh, languages here I don't even uh, recognize the thank you from. So, I, yeah. They that, really like went deep on Duke Google Translate. Right? These are some very deep cuts for thank you. It's not just merci, you know. It's uh, all over the place. So this is very kind of an international bag of thank you. But uh, so I'm looking at this bag and I'm wondering, is this a gift for me? It is. I know you said no gifts, but <laughs> I got you a gift. Listen, I'm from I'm from Texas. You can't show up to someone's house even virtually without getting them a gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, should I open it here on the podcast? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm embarrassed, but okay. Okay, let me dive in real quick. I'm going to pull out. So we've got, now we've got another envelope here, and I've uh, now disrupted the whole recording setup. So I'm going to rip into this ba- uh, this envelope if I can. Oh. Oh, there it is, a perforated edge. Thank yeah, you. I love a perforated edge. <laughs> Me too. Appreciate a perforated edge, unless it's That's a, a good false title perforated edge. Oh, right. A false perforated edge is just rude. <laughs> It's like April Fool's Day or something. <laughs> okay. And now I'm reaching in. I'm pulling it out. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are these <laughs> nylons? No, I think they're socks or, well, I guess they might be nylons. Wait. But they're only for the tiny ball of your foot. <gasps> oh, oh, yes. Because oh, now I'm reading and it says it's a cotton toe topper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toe topper. <laughs> so it's like a small I'm going to continue opening mm-hmm. um, it's like a small pair of socks that's kind of uh, the ones that hide within a shoe is that correct? right like if you're wearing a mule or um, a backless um, <laughs> any type of backless shoe <laughs> or or just if you have like an especially sweaty ball of your foot <laughs> <laughs> Now, tell me why you sent these to me. Well, I um, I wanted to get you something I thought you didn't have. And if you have this, I'm going to fall on my fucking face. Jeff, <laughs> uh, I want you to keep an eye. This is going to require a little movement on my part. But here are the two pairs that you sent me. 
And now I'm lifting oh, my leg. Too? Oh, good. <laughs> I am currently wearing. Oh. <laughs> it's 95 degrees. I'm in shorts. And I have my, I didn't realize they were called toe toppers. Uh, I wear my toe toppers with my little pair of shoes here and they vanish in the shoe. But Bridget, I think, I think these are different. These are different? I think they might be because oh. these are only for your toes and the ball of your foot. They're I not- didn't realize it didn't cover your whole foot. <laughs> it just covers half of your foot. Because why would you want a sock that covered your whole foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I've just shown Jeff that's currently on my foot is kind of like it covers the bottom half of your foot. Almost right, like right. A- that's like a, you know, a, what do you call that? It's like a... It- a hidden sock. Hidden sock, yes. You would wear it with like Vans or, or a, a slip-on. Yes. I if you mean, wanted to show off your shapely of, ankles. ankles. Here's oh, the yes, van. One of these. <laughs> exactly. uh, does van. anyone ever say singular van? I've, I need, I'm looking for my van shoe. Where's my right van? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. So what? Uh, this is essentially just for... A backless shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you just want to drag your heel around the wherever. If you just want a dirty heel, but you want a clean toe. <laughs> Give <laughs> your like, foot kind of a backwards five o'clock shadow sort of situation. Right, exactly. It's like a, a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm, I've taken off my uh, hidden sock and I'm now putting on my toe toppers. Okay. Now tell me, do they stretch all the way to the heel or is it just the toes? Oh, it's just the toes. It's like basically the first half of my foot. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, I can demonstrate again. Let's see. You are like Mitzi Gaynor. I just, those, <laughs> those legs just popping up everywhere. Yeah. That's it. See, that's the difference. See? <laughs> <laughs> do you own any toe toppers? No. <laughs> Mm-mm. I can't even really imagine why one anyone would need to, but um. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get some uh, backless boots or something. Oh, the big you need heel, some, backless can, boots. some clogs, uh-huh. a uh, mule, a mule. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe how how tall are you? Do you like Do you like to get higher? <laughs> I'd love to get higher. I'm five six, and so so you could get like a nice wedge, huge chunky. Mule. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen ones that have like this really beautiful. <laughs> By the way, my gift just makes you buy more things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a financial quicksand. <laughs> it's just a, a black hole of money. Um, but you could get like a really nice suede mule for the winter. And if you, yeah, if you want a little height, put a little height on there, that would be cute. For the winter. Mm-hmm. Walking around with a backless shoe through the snow. Well, you live in Los Angeles. That's true. That's true. What am I talking about here? <laughs> I figure in the summer you want your toes up too. <laughs> I'm going to get a backless mule. I have. I kind of have no choice. End up spending hundreds of dollars on a pair of novelty shoes. <laughs> that you wear zero times except for like the one picture you want to send of yourself wearing the toe toppers. <laughs> How did you become aware of a toe topper? Um, well, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to endorse where I bought this, but I needed free delivery and, you know, Mama got Prime. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I went on to Amazon and I was like, oh, 
up here? <laughs> and um, it was oddly suggested for me. <laughs> oh, really? What? <laughs> and I, well, I have bought the kind of socks that you have oh. from Amazon. And I believe that they thought that, that they thought of those socks as a gateway sock <laughs> to the toe toppers. <laughs> you obviously are, you want diminishing socks, just less exactly. and less sock until you have a naked foot. I'm gonna log on. This is gonna be like one. This is like just a little toe topper. Not even, not even the, not even the ball of the foot. Just the big toe. Just a thimble help. for your toe. <laughs> a toe thimble is. I think maybe your million dollar idea. I truly do. <laughs> if someone hasn't invented the toe thimble, I will sue. Uh, so just back away from my idea. That's uh, if you're a patent attorney, I'm get in touch. Yeah, you got to trademark this before this airs. Yeah, because... <laughs> this episode's going to be delayed for years. <laughs> While I'm going through the courts, I'm speaking to attorneys, I'm pitching out to various corporations. The toe thimble. I feel like somebody could probably use that. I don't know. What does a thim? What is the purpose of a thimble in the first place? It's to. I think it's to prevent the needle going into your thumb. Right. Or whatever sewing. finger you've got it on. Right. Yeah. Or whatever thumb. Yeah. Whatever thumb. <laughs> whatever finger. <laughs> One of your many thumbs. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm like, just, <laughs> just like little sausage hands of, of big toes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sewing. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, oh, that's why you didn't wallpaper yourself. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's all thumbs. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of sewing, have you ever sewn? Hmm. Um, yes. Because I my degree was um, in theater, and we had to take a costuming class. Ooh. So I, I sewed a tunic. Oh, um, a tunic? Yeah. For yourself or we someone doing, else? Oh, yes, it was for a costume for the the Shakespeare show we did that year. Which I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what the show was. But you can only remember show. the tunic. <laughs> it was. It was like. It was like um kind of like um, you know those blankets that you put on your bed that that like feel really soft but very artificial. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a microfiber. It was made out of that. Oh, <laughs> what color was it? Like a hunter green. Okay. And that God knows where it is now. I guess, yeah, in the costume closet. I think that's, it's been, I've been out of college for quite some time. It's probably <laughs> in a landfill, if I'm being completely I hope honest. Not. <laughs> I hope somebody's wearing it right now, wandering around in a tunic. <laughs> Me too. I don't think my, my college is that bohemian, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> what college? Well, it's very impressive. Uh, you know when people say like, <laughs> I I went to college in New Haven. <laughs> um, I went. I went to. I'm just going to say it. I went to Texas Lutheran College in Sakine, Texas. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> oh yeah, it's a super impressive school. People I went to. Uh, I I think uh, you and I both probably have a familiar feeling being in the entertainment industry, where frequently people went to fancy colleges. Right. And I'll be like, Fair. oh, I went to the University of Utah. And she's like, it's a perfectly fine college, but it's not, you know, they everyone else went to some Ivy League. There, don't they? Oh, is that true? And maybe it was just like what some dancer told me. <laughs> <laughs> a dancer who went through the dance program at the University she of was Utah. Like, it's a very good program. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of believe that they would have a good dance program. I feel like uh, 
dance is very uh, important. It's a lot. I mean, it felt like every, at least every girl I went to school with was in some sort of dance program at some point in yeah, Utah. Yeah, I think it's a good dance program. Interesting. Okay. You're, you know, I know two other people who went to the University of Utah, so I don't think it's that. Like, I bet you don't know anybody else who went to Texas Lutheran College. I don't. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, maybe I don't just know anybody else it. who went to Texas Lutheran College. <laughs> <laughs> and I went there. I want. I want to know uh, who you went. Who else went to the University of Utah? I'm. I'm looking to connect with some alumni. <laughs> oh, well, my friend Maria Elena Ramirez went there. Hello, um, Elena. She's a Broadway actor. And then the other one, her name was Kate Finneroff, and she um, is a social worker who I. I think now she's an economist. Okay. <laughs> but I, I used to be a social worker and she was my boss at the time. <laughs> it was also in Colorado, so it kind of makes a little more sense. Oh, right. <laughs> right. That makes a lot more sense. Um, and you're from San Antonio? I am. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. I uh, I went to San Antonio in 2019. Fascinating oh, city. So did I. <laughs> Very interesting place. What'd you go for? Uh, my boyfriend was touring in Les Mis. And oh, so you saw it at the Majestic? I did. Beautiful theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's ancient, but it's stunning. So was his tour cut off? It was. The, the pandemic? Uh, yes. They, uh, what, 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 was his, what was his track? Who was he? Uh, Tenardier. Oh. The, Interesting. Uh, you know, the, uh, oh, yeah, I know. I've auditioned for Tenardier. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. More than once. No, no. I did not You'd get make it. a good Tenardier. Well, that's what I thought too, but the <laughs> casting disagreed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love that theater. I went to a huge antique mall where, weirdly, like the one antique mall I've ever felt uncomfortable as a gay person. <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> it's like, I, I should feel right at home here and I feel like the cashier wants to call me a homo. <laughs> Probably worse, but thank you for just saying homo. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a beautiful antique mall, just antique upon antique upon antique. Which then I bought nothing. But San Antonio is a good place to go, like thrift store shopping and antiquing, because it's not like Austin is is, is harder because people are always combing. You know, Austinites are really right. into that. So people with combing. taste and <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're right. That is what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> San Antonio is a good place to shop because those dummies don't know anything about it. <laughs> Turns out it had nothing to do with your gayness. It was just that antique mall person was like, F you, you, you monster. We're not some flyover town. We're the eighth largest city in the country. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a nice time. I felt like the Riverwalk is too much, uh, you know, like Planet Hollywood or what have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just didn't quite know what to do with myself in San Antonio. I'll say that. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> For the first 20 years of my life. <laughs> is your family still there? Um, no, they live in Austin now. So oh, okay. I actually, when I go home, I go to Austin, which is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although there's really good food in San Antonio, it's really good food. Oh, well, yeah, I think I feel like I had good food, and uh, yeah, it was a perfectly I mean, good, fine time. I should say there's good Mexican food, in San Antonio. right? Right, very good Mexican <laughs> like, food. Like you don't go there for like French. 
I was looking for Korean and there was not a single good Korean restaurant. My favorite sushi restaurant is in <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> so close, so close to the fish. <laughs> um, as far as, and then back to the toe toppers. All right, the toe toppers. I, I'm just curious about like, talked about them. Foot, uh, footwear wise, what sort of person are you? Do you buy a lot of shoes? Do you have a fairly, fairly simple shoe collection? No, I have a pretty extensive shoe collection. What kind of shoes? Well, funny you should say that because I do go through phases. I I love. I'm really into like uh, like a slip on, like a van, but like a, a classy one, like made by whatever, like a rag and bone or. Sure. You know, <laughs> we're not talking like Prada. We're talking <laughs> theory. Vince, You're talking about you know? <laughs> like Nordstrom, not Nordstrom Rack. Oh no, I'm talking about Nordstrom Rack, baby. Okay, <laughs> Hardcore. I'm I'm a member of the Nordy Club and I'm not oh, about anything at Nordstrom bless. Rack. <laughs> I need to join the Nordy Club. I buy all of my vans at uh, Nordstrom Rack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nordstrom Rack is well, you know, Nordstrom started as a, a shoe store, so Nordstrom Rack has the best shoes that didn't sell well at Nordstrom. At Nordstrom, of course. <laughs> I don't know the last time I purchased something at Nordstrom proper. But Nordstrom oh, Rack. I don't think I've ever bought anything at Nordstrom proper, but <laughs> I have bought almost everything at Nordstrom Rack. I am a real, like I know a lot about Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips to share? Mm. Well, you got to just get the app. Just get the app. And, <laughs> um, you know, you'll develop your own little search, searchables that you want. Like, um, you know what it is? It's about frequency of checking in. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like thrifting. It is. It's very similar to thrifting. And you can't, like I live in New York, you can't really thrift here unless you did it literally every day. And right. I don't have that patience, but um, Nordstrom Rack is sort of my thrifting. But I, I, like, um, I like it when, like sometimes they either have, like the really things that look actually good they only have like super small or super, super large. Mm -hmm. And I am super, super large. I'm like a shockingly large person. So I find that it's- perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, suck on that, mediums. Give me my XXL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. That's completely accurate of the rack where- uh, I'm fortunate- Oh, the rack, you speak it. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? The ones in LA are great. Ooh, the, excellent. Uh, I will say the Bur. Well, actually, I've uh, kind of fallen in love with the Glendale rack. Uh, mm. I used to go to the Burbank. I will say the West Hollywood rack is the worst. Mm. You know, I never went to that one. It's, that makes uh, sense. Not a lot happening at that location. I because li- I lived in Los Feliz, so I lived at the Glendale rack <laughs> and the. Glendale, you know, went to the movies at the Galleria, that Target in Glendale. Oh, of course. The Glendale Target is perfect. The perfect situation. And if you if you want to dip into the mall, it's right there for you. Exactly. Yeah, you can go get a whatever, pretzel or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and when I was in New York, my I would uh, shop at the Union Square rack. Yeah, that one's good. There's a new one now on 31st and 6th. Okay. When I say new, I mean... You know, like five years old. <laughs> That's pretty new by rack standards. <laughs> the rack is classic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's good. They the they 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 like Los because the ones in Austin or Texas they don't break out the designer things, but um, the one in in Union Square does break out the designer so that it's right. I mean you know so also like sometimes even the like really discounted designer is like wait. <laughs> oh, of course. I'll go there and I'll be like, oh, well, this is still $70 for a shirt. That I don't care if it's 75% off. It's exactly. an expensive item. Or they'll have the ones that are like Gucci and they have like all of these cords wrapped around all of them because they like, because <laughs> they literally are like a, a sweatsuit that's over $1,000. And so they're like tied up like Joan of Arc or something. <laughs> Just ready to be set on fire. Like, all kink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, it's always nice to find a fellow rack shopper. Oh, amen. amen. <laughs> you know what, though? I bet they have those toe toppers at Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> oh, I guaranteed. Absolutely. Positive. But, of course, well, actually not guaranteed because occasionally they'll probably have them. And then That's they won't exactly. have them. You, yeah, yeah. You, you got to keep going back. If you want to get a <laughs> discounted have... toe topper. <laughs> Do you have any rack tips? I have zero. Ra- I mean, my only tip is that you kind of have to go in with an open mind. Right. You've got to be yeah, you ready. You can't go looking for something specific. No, thank you. I, you just have to let the store wash over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's mostly about the shoes. Um, yes, same. I feel like the clothing is a little, uh, can lean a little gigolo. <laughs> oh, I was going to say like Eastern European <laughs> like, uh, like, like I like to go to the nightclub. <laughs> totally, <laughs> like, yes. Let's shop yes. for the discotheque. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cologne, a lot of mm-hmm. you know, uh, USSR, late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties. Uh, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's uh, uh, basically all department stores still feel that way to me. I'll like I'll go to Macy's on occasion. I'll just be like. This I don't know anyone who wears any of these men's clothes. That like it's not even within my realm. It's just uh, shimmering shirts, uh, right. those weird jeans with like the gills on them. Uh, <laughs> who who oh are those? God, for? I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've never <laughs> thought of them as gills. That is amazing. <laughs> That's such a perfect description of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't understand who those are for, or. Uh, like what the mindset of a person is that wears those. I feel like it's me, like your mom's mean boyfriend. <laughs> but he's younger than her. Right. He's way younger. <laughs> he's trying to, he like has more and trying to have more in common with you and you're uncomfortable with it. <laughs> Dirt bag. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're the singer of like 21 Pilots or uh, one of those bands. Is that a real band? 21 yeah, Pilots? So. Oh, wow. That is, it's too bad that's a real band because it's like the perfect made-up name. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Awful music. I mean, my apologies to 21 Pilots and the jeans they wear or that I assume <laughs> they wear. Now I've started some sort of feud with 21 Pilots. What's next? <sighs> what a dream, a celebrity feud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm comfortable in my toe toppers. I think we should play a game. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to play a game called Gift Master or Gift or a Curse? Gift or a Curse. Okay, I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. 4. 
okay, I have to do some light calculating. I've got to get our game pieces so you can promote, recommend, do whatever you want with the microphone for a minute, and I'll be right back. Okay, okay, great. Um, I guess, okay, so uh, you can follow me on social media. At, no, I'm not on Twitter, so don't do that. Um, don't do TikTok. Uh, well, I, I'm on it, but I don't post. I just watch. I am on Instagram. That's a boom, boom, Hiller. The boom, boom came from a time in college and I was, I was really into saying like, boom, boom, when I thought something was sounded like vaguely sexy and it just stuck with me. It does not mean poop, but I have been told that lots of parents call pooping boom, boom to their children. And so people thought my Instagram name was poop Hiller, but it's not. It's, it's like, Boom, boom, baby. Um, what else? Um, my favorite musical is, um, I wouldn't call it Les Mis, but I do love Les Mis. And what I love about Les Mis is Eponine songs. All of Eponine songs are so good. Um, <laughs> sometimes when I I'm sitting I kind of just alone, want to let you keep going for a while. <laughs> I almost started singing. <laughs> <laughs> I've robbed the listener. Absolutely robbed the listener of a beautiful singing moment. Or a trauma. You no. robbed them of a trauma. <laughs> um, this is how the game works. I'm going to name three things, and you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And mm. there are, I mean, you, I just have to be extremely clear, there are correct answers. <laughs> so okay. uh, This is not an opinion game. This is... <laughs> This is purely facts. So just be careful. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's get going here. Number one, this is a listener suggestion from Stephanie. Stephanie has said or suggested, gift or a curse, the way Jeep owners acknowledge each other with a hand signal on the road. Are you familiar with this mm -hmm. behavior? What's the hand signal? I think they probably just wave or something when they see somebody uh, else in a Jeep. Something about hand signal made it sound... Sort of Vaguely Nazi or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, gift or a curse that they do that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a curse because uh, every time you have to always be vigilant looking for the Jeep because if they <laughs> drive by and you don't give them the little wawa wawa, then they're going to be offended and it just feels like a burden. Also, just a little exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, wrong. Oh, <laughs> what do you okay. have against a little bit of community, a little bit of uh, people finding things in common with each other? These Jeep owners, they've done nothing wrong. They're all, I think everybody should be waving to everyone in a similar, we should, Accord owners should be waving at each other. You know, uh, <laughs> what, what other car? Like, Kia Sorento owners, let's wave. Uh, well, what? So if you drive a Prius in LA, you just have to constantly be driving you just down have the road, your hands waving your hand up in the air at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely uh, look for Taurus owners. They're every car. You've got your little community that you've you've paid thousands of dollars for this thing. You should be part of your little club. I don't know if it's a Chevy Malibu. Everybody <laughs> should have their own little secret handshake for their different car. Okay. It's a gift. It's a gift. Okay. You've <laughs> corrected me. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I already got one wrong. Okay. You've gotten one wrong, and that uh, 
you know, that's going to shade the rest of the game for you no matter what you do. <laughs> Wait, is this the point of the game that no matter what I say, you're going to say the opposite? <laughs> Absolutely not. People have won this game, Jeff. Very few. Okay. Very few people. But people have won the game. They've okay. overcome the odds. And uh, it's because they were good at the game. And they didn't try to blame the host. They didn't try to accuse me of cheating or trying to rig the game. They just... I think it it takes a pure heart to win the game. Oh, okay. uh, good. So, good. <laughs> so do with that information what you will. Yeah. Oh, well, I already knew I was impure, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's number two. This is also a listener suggestion. Someone named Mariah has said, gift or a curse, Disney live action remakes. So these movies that Disney is now making, they'll take their Snow Whites, what have yous, and then turn them into a real live action movie. Well, this is subjective, in my opinion, because certain people, it is a huge gift and other people, it's a huge curse. And it really just comes down to like, are you a Disney person or not? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, you know, I like musical theater and they're usually, the live action remakes are of cartoons and the cartoons are always musicals. So I'm going to say a gift. The world needs more interpretations of Alan Menken songs. <laughs> Do they keep the songs? I think so. Don't they? I don't Surely know. they didn't do that live action um, Beauty and the Beast and not sing Beauty and the Beast, right? Or Tale like, as old as time. The Lion King and not be like, Hans and Hans, you know, and all that stuff. They gotta do that. <laughs> Can you Jeff. imagine? They're like, okay, we got Beyonce, but we're not gonna, <laughs> we're gonna just like put in some. Uh, she probably did have her own new song, actually. Now that I think about yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> if she didn't have her own song, then something went wrong in the the uh, negotiating of that contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'd be dumb to not give her her own song. So, but they certainly had "I Can't Wait to Be King" and "Hakuna Matata." Right? Jeff, I didn't. I haven't seen any of them. So I, I haven't seen any of them either. <laughs> you're speaking to the wrong person here, and you're wrong. I think the. I mean. <laughs> What, we don't need them. It's just fully unnecessary. It's a curse. It's, again, I feel like what's happening, I feel like fan art has taken over the planet. And these just feel like fan art at a $200 million level. No, thank right. you. Well, tell that I, I don't to Hermione that... Granger or whatever her real name is, Emma something. <laughs> she needed that money, honey. Wait, which one was she in? I think she was beauty. Oh, was she beauty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish the character's name was Beauty so bad. <laughs> that would really alter the way that story told every time. Everyone just calling her Beauty. It's so true. I feel like in the tale, it kind of was Beauty, but then probably they were like, little girls are not going to like a girl named Beauty. <laughs> hey, Beauty. <laughs> her name's Beauty, but we're going to make her real bookish. <laughs> what is, oh, it's Belle. It's Belle. Belle, right? Belle is right. Get over here, Beauty. Uh, that really just makes, I mean, I can't, uh, hopefully there's a line in the movie that's get over here. Uh, but, uh, anyway. Okay. So unfortunately, Jeff, zero points so far. Just, okay. it's not shocking, but it is shocking. It's, it's not shocking. Let's face it. I want, I want the names and recordings of the people who won this. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like the one person who won it is, um, when you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. There are like 50 episodes of this podcast that are just me talking and then playing the game with myself. <laughs> just agreeing with everything I say to myself. 
Uh, I mean, there there are I think maybe four or five people. I uh, I need to have a, a list on the wall to reference. The first person to win was, and she she knocked me off my socks. Was Naomi Ekparagan, and she <laughs> nailed it. And then, and I didn't think anyone would ever win again. And a few other people won. But look, well, guess what? Thank goodness I'm here because if Naomi knocked you off your socks, I gave you some new ones. <laughs> well, you've got one. <laughs> you gave me half a sock. Uh, this is the final final one. You've got at least a chance to kind of redeem yourself. A listener has suggested, a listener named Sophia is mm-hmm. saying, gift or a curse, people uploading full wedding gallery photos to Facebook. So I guess they're, you know, these people get married, get hundreds, if not thousands of photos taken, and then mm-hmm. upload all of it to Facebook rather than selecting. Well, I know, look, I'm going to, I already got two of them wrong, so I'm going to lose anyway. So I'm going to take a controversial opinion because I know you're not going to say, I know you're going to say it's a curse. I get that. (laughs) I get that. But here's my thing. When people are like, don't post pictures of your kid on Instagram. Like literally you just do this. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) just keep scrolling, baby. (laughs) Like, Like if... If somebody is like super pumped about their kid or their cat or their wedding or the meal that they had last night, I am like, there is so little that's good in this world. (laughs) (laughs) If it's going to give you life to post 1,000 pictures of you wearing that dress, which you'll (laughs) never be able to wear again, let's face it. Even if you can fit into it, it's weird if you wear it again. You paid a lot of money for that. I say, get it. And if your listener doesn't want to see those, you don't have to click through. You can just keep on scrolling, baby. You can even toss a courtesy like and keep on moving. You don't have to go through each one. So there it is. Tell me I'm wrong. You're right. (laughs) I love... Of course, who cares? I mean, first of all, if you're up, if you're even on Facebook at this point, I don't know what you're. I, you have nothing to complain about. Uh, also, I love just an assault of photos, just <laughs> dumping, just back up the dump truck and drop off every one of those wedding photos on Facebook. What is that? What? Why is anyone there in the first place? So, if not to look at hundreds, if not thousands of photos of you and your parents and your parents' friends and uh, pictures of the uh, cake you ordered. I think it's exactly. it's obnoxious. It's great. I love it. It's also, who cares? Yeah, and can't you mute people? Isn't that a thing mute. you can do? Mute. Also, let's be honest. When If it's somebody that you don't really like, you get, you get to uh, go hate through those watch. photos and criticize them. Hate scroll, yeah. Yeah, hate mm-hmm. scroll. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this. Everyone, I mean, we should all get married and get hundreds and thousands of photos taken and upload them to Facebook. Maybe it'll bring the site down. Maybe they won't have the bandwidth to uh, with to hold all of our wedding photos. Oh, what an inside job. Oh, so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Take this, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of all your data mining or whatever. <laughs> billions and billions of wedding photos just instantly uploading to Facebook. I think that might be the way out of this, uh, you know, social media nightmare. <laughs> That's something we should all consider. I hope so. Everyone pick a partner and get married and we'll report back uh, in a few months on Facebook. 
Are you married? I'm not married. No. You are married, married to a yeah, yogurt maker. I'm married to a yogurt maker, but, but we didn't have a wedding. I just went to a judge. I couldn't do a wedding. Uh, uh, the idea yeah. of it's too much. And yeah. even like a party I throw, I usually don't enjoy that much Me because neither. I'm stressed out. Exactly. And then the idea of being like, oh, I spent $100,000 on this party that I'm not enjoying. <laughs> exactly. Makes no sense to me. I know. But you know what I did do? What did you I do? Bought a, I bought a nice cardigan from Nordy Rack. It's <laughs> oh, perfect. See, that's all you to should wear. do. To wear did it, you to wear it. it to the... Okay, that's wonderful. When did you get married? <laughs> oh, gosh. 13, I think 2013. That's oh, okay, so it's legal. been a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, did you guys have it? Even like a small party or anything? We went out to brunch afterwards Perfect. with my friend Liz and she paid. And I was like, ah, you paid for my reception. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it should be. I yeah. mean, I guess some people enjoy it, but it's uh, as far from my the way I operate as humanly possible. I just yeah. don't think I mainly I did it so that if he dies, I get the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of romance. That and the tax breaks. Mm. (laughs) Just pure romance. That's a magic carpet ride. I've never heard of one. Okay, Jeff, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They have problems. They have concerns about their lives. They've got issues dealing with giving gifts, social situations. I can't tell you how many of these listeners have problems. It's very stressful. Uh, so then I uh, bring you the, the uh, guest in and we try to help someone. Will you answer a question with me? Um, sure. Okay. What if I was uh, like, no. <laughs> no. I'd be like, fair. Sure. <laughs> you got to get to the rack. God's sake. I have high-end merchandise at discount prices waiting for me. <laughs> um, okay. Let me, uh, let me read this question. It says, Hi, Bridger. They didn't even address the guest, which I find rude. Um, <laughs> Do they know who the guest is? <laughs> no, but usually the, the person will write in and say, hi, Bridger and guest, or hi, Bridger and blank. And this person is really just going at me. Uh, but <laughs> Maybe I should abstain. <laughs> <laughs> just bang pots and pans while I'm trying to answer the question. <laughs> and just sigh dramatically. <laughs> Um, Okay, hi, Bridger and uh, Jeff. Let's just say it. I'm going to type it into the thing, actually. Hi, Bridger and Jeff. Um, I am in desperate need of your help to find the right birthday gift for my brother. We are Irish twins in our early 30s, but we aren't that close anymore. He is the most withholding person I know and impossible to read. I am the literal opposite. He owns and operates a distillery and a bar. He went to Harvard. Oh, interesting. And so did his girlfriend. Quite the intimidating duo. He likes to work out, recently got a new house, and that's about all I know. Please, what do I get this person? Love the show. Oh, that's nice. And then Anonymous, which I find... This this person really left out some details, uh, and that's fine. They're obviously... First of all, let's get into what an Irish twin is. Is that when someone's like... A year apart from their sibling? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but we don't know who's the older of the two. Right, we have no... I mean, with, with, with 
twins that were sort of like traditional twins, like fraternal or, or identical, you know, yes, one of them is technically older, but basically the same age. Whereas <laughs> Irish twins, like, you know, if if you're the 32-year-old and, and your brother is the 31-year-old, then that's very different than if you're the 31-year-old and your brother's the 32-year-old, I think. I don't know why. Also, In we don't life. know the gender of the person writing. I know gender doesn't mean anything, but it does mean something to me in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, it's the most important thing in the world to you. <laughs> exactly. And you refuse to answer. <laughs> I, um, hmm. What do you think? What do you think? So I mean, we, well, look, the, there are so few details. We basically know that this, uh, the brother is kind of a, uh, a genius who's, just absolutely ripped. He loves to work out. He's in a beautiful home. And this is all the sibling knows about this person. Other than he owns a successful distillery and bar, went to Harvard. I mean, and again, this kind of comes back to our college discussion. This person's mm. obviously feeling a little insecure. Mm. Uh, maybe but they see, went... If it's your big Irish twin, it's not quite as bad as if it's your little Irish twin who went to Harvard and you went to <laughs> University of Utah. Present company excluded. <laughs> uh, so the, the birthday gift, I mean, I, the, it feels like Anonymous mm -hmm. knows, I mean, I almost don't even want to give Anonymous any help because <laughs> the lack of details here makes me think they don't want to get big or little brother anything. Right. But I mean, that whole thing of like, he's the most withholding human being I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> and he went to Harvard. <laughs> There's some real resentment under there. Uh, they've got a new house. You know, this, the, the brother is obviously wildly successful and it, their life is absolutely perfect. I think what they need is to be taken down a notch. I think the gift here should be some sort of attack or threatening right, like a note. gift certificate to that online therapy thing that Michael <laughs> Phelps does. <laughs> yeah, give some sort of backhanded gift that's kind of like, <laughs> not everything's perfect for you. I know that the distillery is just raking in the money and you're constantly rubbing your diploma in my face. And your Ivy League girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this person's uh, related to a couple of bullies, a couple of <laughs> Harvard bullies. And uh, how do we know, know that Anonymous is the bully? After all, Anonymous has already just erased me. It's just <laughs> Jeff <true>. Erasure. <laughs> Completely. The, the, the show of disrespect here is disgusting. Uh, and meanwhile, the brother who seems uh, very level-headed and is just on the path of success, didn't even have to write into the podcast. He's got everything under control. He doesn't need my help. Right. He doesn't even need a degree to run a distillery, but he has one from Harvard. Okay. <laughs> so I think the gift, Anonymous, is to show him a little more respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let go of the jealousy. Uh -huh. Let go of the anger. Uh, I know that uh, things haven't gone quite your way, Anonymous. But uh, that's not your brother or his snob girlfriend's fault. <laughs> uh, they're just living their, you know, kind of elitist life. Uh -huh. And you need to uh, grovel at their feet. 
What is a distillery? Is that in my mind that's like whiskey, but can that just be beer? I think I'm the absolutely the last person you should be asking. I have no idea. I assume that it's more a hard liquor type thing. Situation. A hard liquor thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because I believe a brewery would be right. A beer. brewery, right, right, and, and, then a, uh, and a vineyard would be wine, right. So a distillery is like. So this is spirits. kind of like a vodka magnate or whiskey or right. Just uh, like fermenting all those potatoes or whatever. Yeah, your your potatoes, your corns, your what have you, and so then running this high end bar that you're using to kind of flaunt your money uh, as your anonymous sibling. I mean, is just a shadow in your life, right? Does feel like I mean I know he owns the distillery. He's not a bartender, but it does feel like. It's interesting to think of a bartender who's completely withholding. But I guess a bartender's <laughs> sort of like a therapist, and a therapist is also withholding, you know, professionally. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, I think uh, I think the gift is um, staying out of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. I mean, go mop his floors. He obviously loves to uh, just see you degraded and at your worst. Or go to Home Goods and getting something cute for the apartment, you know, for the new <laughs> little house. sign, yeah, the little saying on it, <laughs> something you know about spirits or working out, <laughs> live, laugh, squat. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We we got to the gift. There it is. <laughs> it just took some time, and it was because there were not enough details. And I hope Anonymous has learned a lot of lessons here. Uh, obviously, not Harvard level lessons, but you take what you can get. Yeah. Listen, I've met a few people who went to Harvard. That might have been a Harvard-level lesson. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) These Harvard people. Give me a break. (laughs) Jeff, we answered the question beyond what Anonymous could have asked for. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. They got the gift idea. They uh, learned. I now am currently in Toe Toppers. (laughs) I've learned, uh, you know, that there was a difference between a Toe Topper and a half of a a hidden sock. Yeah, I wish we knew the actual name for those little right the invisible socks. sock. Uh, maybe it is just an invisible sock. Invisible sock <laughs> <laughs> or no show sock. No show. No show yeah. sounds right to me. No show feels right. Yeah. Right. And I frequently have to. I frequently buy them uh, out of the women's sock department because oh, I feel really? like men. The ones they make for men are too big for my feet. Oh, see. I have a size 13 shoe, so... Again, back to the rack. You go to the 13 section, any shoe you could have ever imagined, they've got them. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> Although, sometimes, sometimes the 11s seem better. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can sometimes squeeze into a 12, but an 11, never. Never in a million years. <laughs> That's, that is a tip I'll give for the rack. Don't squeeze into a shoe. I know that the deal is great, uh, but mm-hmm. you're going to regret. You're going to... You'll never wear it. You'll, you'll never, never wear, wear it. it. And then it's not a deal. It's money you threw away. Exactly. So don't be seduced. Also, truly, look at the app. It's fun <laughs> to go into the store, but sometimes it's just nice to shop from your bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've got to get the app. I've got to get uh, into the app. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> sometimes they have special deals. <laughs> collections and things like that. <laughs> Jeff Hiller, Nordstrom Rack Rep. <laughs> 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 
Jeff, I've had such a wonderful time with you. This has just so been terrific. So have I. So have I. And I know you said no gifts, but I just saw those toe socks and thought, damn it, this is Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to wear them in my uh, winter wear shoes that I'll, you know, be wandering but around. But in Los Angeles where you want an exposed heel. But you probably have really good heels, right? They're, you want to show them off. <laughs> my heels are not great. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they seem fine. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on them. Maybe this is a sign. You know what? That That's what this gift is. It was a passive-aggressive way of being like... <laughs> Maybe get a pumice stone. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Again, trying to drive me to spend more money. It's not going to happen. Not happening. It's true. I'm uh, a monster. <laughs> I'm a capitalist monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank and... you for having me. <laughs> I said that kind of harshly. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I mean, sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> he ended it on a very uh, kind of <laughs> tense note. I don't know what happened in those last four seconds, but it uh, things took a turn, and uh, I left a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, Jeff Hiller is not somebody that I will be communicating with again. <laughs> very <said> temperamental. <laughs> um, listener, this is the end of the podcast. We're just going to let you go and do whatever you want to do. I have no recommendations or anything for what you can do with the rest of your day. So I'm going to leave that up to you. Get into your little toolbox and figure it out for yourself. Thank you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Brantley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Now make sure to listen, follow, and most importantly, leave a heartfelt review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. But I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show.